You're listening to Cleanish Reads, Episode 22, Genius at Work. Catherine the Great by Robert K. Massey. The Other Einstein by Marie Benedict. And Smart Parenting for Smart Kids by Eileen Kennedy Moore and Mark Lowenthal. Welcome to Clean-ish Reads. I'm your host, Amy Hall. You can trust me to sift out the garbage and recommend the best books that you can be excited to read on your own and with your family. Thanks for joining me on this journey to learn and grow through uplifting reads. Hello, my friends. I have a bit of an eclectic mix of books for you today, all relating to history and genius. I have two non-fictions and a historical fiction, so let's get to it. First up, you may remember from episode 20, the book I was most proud of finishing last year was The Agony and the Ecstasy, which is a biography of Michelangelo. Every year I try to do at least a couple of challenge books, or books that are a bit of a challenge for me. Either they're really long, or maybe they have more literary merit but are harder to get through than others. Our first book for today was definitely a challenge book for me. I'm not going to lie, this was a bit of a beast. Catherine the Great by Robert K. Massey is a thorough and fascinating biography of this captivating woman who began as an obscure young German princess and transformed herself into the Empress of Russia. With a brilliant mind, insatiable curiosity, sheer determination, and a little bit of luck, she basically was a self-made woman who did not name herself Catherine the Great, by the way, but rather was named that by the people around her. This book tells her story all the way from the birth of her mother until Catherine's own death and beyond. Catherine, originally named Sophie, ruled for 34 years, hoping to use her beloved Enlightenment philosophy to be the perfect benevolent despot, while dealing with the realities of serfdom, otherwise known as slavery, domestic rebellion, foreign wars, and the effects of the French Revolution that swept across Europe. She lived during a very fascinating time in history, including the American Revolution and the French Revolution, and corresponded with preeminent historical figures like Voltaire, Diderot, Frederick the Great, Empress Maria Theresa of Austria, Marie Antoinette, and the American naval hero John Paul Jones. Her life was filled with other interesting characters like her scheming mother, her weak, bullying husband, the Empress Elizabeth of Russia, her unhappy son and heir, Paul, her possible husband, Gregory Potemkin, and a parade of others. I didn't know much about Catherine the Great or Russia at that time in history, and I really enjoyed learning so much about it. Excuse me. The book is long, though. The hardcover edition is 625 pages, and the audiobook is 24 hours long. Massey, a Pulitzer Prize winner, is quite the historian, though. Who knows the untold hours it took him to compile this exhaustive account using Catherine's own memoirs, as well as letters and accounts from others. A note about cleanliness, this is more a book for adults. There were intimacy issues between Catherine and her first husband, which was followed by a parade of her lovers. While nothing is talked about in a super inappropriate way, 
rather it reads more like an interesting history book, you may have to explain some things to a teen. Overall, am I glad I read this book? Yes, I've been wanting to tackle it for a while, and I'm proud to say I did it. Are you looking for something a little more reasonable, <laughs> but still historically based? The Other Einstein by Marie Benedict may be just the ticket. This is a captivating telling of the story of Albert Einstein's first wife, Mitza Marich. Mitza was a brilliant physicist and the only female in her program at an elite Zurich University. In her class happens to be another brilliant physicist, Albert Einstein. While the author includes the caveat at the end of the book that much of what she creates in this tale is based on scant knowledge and therefore some of it is a bit of a reach, I found it absolutely fascinating to think of Einstein as a struggling physics student with crazy hair who has trouble getting a job and wants to court Mitza. According to some real accounts and some legend, Mitza was the one who originally came up with the idea for the theory of relativity. Overall, this is an intriguing book, a little bit on the woman power side, and it's sad. It is historical fiction, so you knew there was going to be some tears shed, right? Now that I've discovered this author, Marie Benedict, I'm interested to check out some of her other stuff. Apparently, she has a real niche in the writing world for underrated women in history. She has written historical fiction about a maid of Andrew Car Carnegie, the Hollywood actress Hedy Lamarr, Clementine Churchill, Agatha Christie, J.P. Morgan's personal librarian, and this year is slated to come out with Her Hidden Genius, a book about brilliant British scientist Rosalind Franklin, who worked to discover the structure of DNA only to have her research taken by James Watson and Francis Crick and used as the basis for their Nobel Prize winning paper. If her other books are as clean as the other Einstein, I'm definitely interested in them. I really enjoyed it. <clears throat> Finally, I have a nonfiction for you. Smart Parenting for Smart Kids by Eileen Kennedy Moore and Mark Lowenthal was actually loaned to me by a counselor at my children's elementary school. I have to say that I was trying hard not to be offended when this woman thrust this book into my hands and insisted that I needed to read it. <laughs> if someone gives you a parenting book, you can only assume that they think your parenting needs work. But I swallowed my pride and decided to give it a try. I was honestly expecting pure boredom, but I ended up loving this book. I took four full pages of single space notes before I was done and have already started trying to implement some of the ideas. So who do I think would benefit from reading this book? Well, the author's intent was to guide parents of six to 12 year olds mostly. But I would say that this can be helpful for any parent of younger or older kids as well if you feel that they may need a little extra guidance when it comes to social skills or getting along with adults. I even learned a few things for myself about being a good host, keeping the emotional climate of a conversation, tips for joining and working well with a group, and tempering my internal critic. And who is considered a smart kid, you might be wondering. The author is mostly just referred to bright children, which I honestly believe to be pretty much every child. I bet you, who are listening right now, if you have a child, 
believe them to be bright. So perfect. This book can give you a few ideas of how to help them succeed in all areas of life, not just schoolwork. A couple of my favorite quotes from this book. Now these quotes are not super specific to a topic. There's a lot of real specific helps. These are more like overarching quotes, but I just really liked them. So I wanted to share them. One says, a narrow view of potential suggests that there is some lofty gold ring of success and our children will either jump high enough to reach it or else fall short. But life doesn't work that way. In real life, there are lots of choices, lots of chances, and lots of paths. This book is for parents to understand that potential is not an end point, but a capacity to grow and learn. Nurturing children's potential in the broadest sense means cultivating their humanity. It involves supporting their expanding abilities to reach out to others with kindness and empathy, to feel part of something bigger than themselves, to find joy and satisfaction in creating a life that is personally meaningful, and so much more. And one more quote that I really liked. The hard reality is that there is absolutely nothing we can do to guarantee that our children will be successful. Not reading to them, not paying for piano lessons or signing them up for soccer. Not checking their homework or providing tutoring. Not sending them to a special school. Each of these may be valuable in some circumstances, but ultimately our children's success will be influenced by many factors, including a lot of things that are outside of our control, such as our kids' peer relationships, mentors, personal choices, and luck. By all means, do things for your children, but do them as a loving gift, not as an investment. The real rewards from raising children can't be measured in external accomplishments that impress the neighbors. Instead, they involve more subtle but profound benefits, such as experiencing the joy of giving to them, the tenderness of comforting them, the delight of shared laughter, and most of all, the pleasure of watching and discovering how they bloom in their own unique way. Obviously, parenting books aren't for everyone, but if this one interests you, I highly recommend it. So I'll give you, I've given you quite the options today, an extensive biography, a historical fiction about a historical figure we've all heard of, and a parenting book. Whether you choose to challenge yourself or not, hopefully I've intrigued you about a few different genres. And don't forget about our book club book, which we will be discussing next week, Salt to the Sea by Ruta Sepetis. I can't wait for that. Now put your own genius to work, and until next time, very happy reading. Mm-hmm.